When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. Your baby has just been born, and you lay her down on her back to change her diaper. She throws out her arms to the side, and her body gets rigid. At the pediatrician's office, your doctor holds the baby upright, and it looks like your baby is taking steps. These are just some of the amazing reflexes your newborn has, and each serves a purpose. This is Newbies. He's gorgeous. Um, it's a girl. Surprise! The whole family's here. So when are you having the next one? It's just poop. Ready for another? Wow, you look really tired. Ready to go back to work? Yellow poop? Seriously? Did you sterilize this? Sex? Now? You've got to be joking. You should sleep when the baby sleeps. She doesn't look anything like you. I thought you already had your baby. I did. Babies don't come with instructions, so there's newbies, helping new moms and new babies through the first year. Welcome to Newbies. Newbies is your online, on-the-go support group guiding new mothers through their baby's first year. I'm your host, Kristen Stratton, certified birth doula, postpartum doula, and owner of in Season Doula Services. How do you listen to our episodes of Newbies? On our website, through iTunes, via our free apps, or perhaps through our partner websites such as Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, and others. All of our episodes are absolutely free to our listeners. For a complete list of all the episodes we've released so far, visit the episode guide on our website at newmommymedia.com. Here's Sunny with details about how to participate in our show. All right. So we've got some segments that I think everyone will be really interested to know more about. It's a way for you guys to get involved in the show and become part of it. So one we're actually going to do a little bit later in the show, but it's called Baby Oops. So when you have funny things that happen between you and your baby, so it could be kind of a, you know, a little parenting oops on your end, or maybe it's just something funny that your baby does, or I don't know, a combination of the two. We would love to hear these stories. So if you are interested in submitting for that segment, or if you want to know more about the other segments that we have here on Newbies, you can go to our website at newmommymedia.com. If you want to submit, go to the contact link and you can send us an email. You can also send us a voicemail through the website. Just click on that gray banner on the side that says send voicemail. If you want to see the other segments that we have in addition to our baby oop segment, you can go to the newbies section of newmommymedia.com and just click on the, the segments tab from there and you can see all the various things that that you can do. Uh, we are always looking for ideas, uh, topics that we can explore on newbies too. So if you are thinking that there's a topic that we haven't explored yet. It's still a fairly new show. So there's a bunch of topics I'm sure that are out there. So if you're listening, you're like, hey, I have a really good idea. Again, go to our website and send us an email and we'll have our producers take a look at it and see if it's something we can explore. Let's meet the mamas joining our conversation today. Graham, tell us a bit about yourself, your family and your experience with today's topic. Hi, I'm Graham and I have two kids. My son is almost three years old and my daughter Rory is just five months. 
I don't remember that much of his uh, <laughs> of his newborn time because it just it feels like it was 50 years ago instead of 3 years ago probably because of the 5 month old but all of her stuff is very fresh in my mind. Yeah, I remember all of that and I have some questions still. So, I'm ready. <laughs> Great. Well, welcome to the show. <laughs> Sounds familiar. If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. So before we begin our episode today, we'd like to talk about a new campaign to help cure food allergies. And joining us today is the co-founder of End Allergies Together. It's also known as EAT. And Elise Bates is one of two Connecticut moms who joined forces to fund and find a cure for the severe allergies that affect her daughter, along with 17 million other Americans. So hi, Elise. Welcome to our show. Oh, thank you so much, Sunny, for having me. Absolutely. So we know this is personal for you and your daughter has food allergies. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes. My daughter, who is 11 years old now, at three months old, she broke out in hives all over her body mm -hmm. and it was very difficult to manage and to go away. She was miserable. We took her to an allergist and they said this might be the start of what's called the food allergy march. And sure enough, we, we managed her eczema, and then at 11 months, we fed her egg, and she got sick. And uh, so we knew that she likely had an allergy to egg. And then at two years old, we tested her, and she was also allergic to peanuts, tree nuts, and kiwi. Wow. So we've been alert with foods that we eat uh, since she was you know, an infant. Right, right. So you co-founded End Allergies Together, and now that organization is launching a campaign called Do Your 17. So tell us a little bit about Do Your 17. So Do Your 17 is in honor of the 17 million Americans with food allergies. And uh, so it's Do Your 17, and you can do 17 of anything. And it's a, it's a nationwide fundraiser. So you can do anything you love 17 times or for 17 seconds or for 17 minutes for someone you love who has food allergies. Food allergies are so common now, one in 12 children, two in every classroom, that this was a way that we could engage people across the country to raise money for research to help all of these children eat safely. So for your 17, you can Sign up and create your fundraising page at doyour17.com, and you can do anything. You can run a 17K. You can ski 17 times uh, down a mountain. 
uh, my partner and her daughter, uh, who has food allergies, they are doing a mother-daughter spin class where they're going to spin 17 miles. And her other daughter is going to do 17 backflips with her friends at her gymnastics studio. My son is going to throw a football 17 yards into a very small bucket, so it's going to take him a while to figure out how to do that. And my daughter is going to shoot 17 free throws with legendary Celtics number 17, John Havlicek. So there's all (laughs) different ways that you can raise money for research and do something you love doing it. Yeah, just be creative. There's a lot of really good ideas there. You guys are really creative in, in what you chose. I love it. Well, fun. You know, kids do not want to be defined by their food allergies. They're so used to being the one who sits at the nut-free table or the one who has to bring their own food to the birthday party or has to, you know, not be able to go to friends' houses when they're really young because it may not be safe. And so this was a way that people can do something they love that they'd rather be defined by than what they can't eat every day. Okay. And this is going on throughout the month of May, correct? Correct. We're starting it now, but uh, it's really in celebration of Food Allergy Awareness Month in May. Okay. And where can they get more information on this, Elise? They can go to doyour17.com where you can go and build your fundraising page and that will link to our endallergiestogether.com website where you can learn more about our organization and why we're doing this and that we are giving all of the money we raise in this campaign directly to research to help find some real answers on why this food allergy epidemic is, is happening. Yeah, such an important cause. And um, I think it's so interesting that you found out with your daughter at three months. So I mean, this can happen really early. I know there's a lot that we're thinking about as brand new parents. We just brought our babies home. There's a lot going on during that first year. But um, when we think about food allergies, it can happen at a really young age. So you can never start too soon and just being very proactive and, and, and really recognizing the signs that are there can help your child out tremendously. Absolutely. And being aware of the symptoms is is important because they can vary. They can range from tingling in their mouth or, as we said, eczema or hives or swelling or wheezing. And some of them are hard, especially in babies who can't talk yet. Right. Um, so being aware of those. And if there are any questions, calling the allergist or the pediatrician to find out uh, is really important. Well, Elise, thank you so much for doing this. We really do appreciate your organization and all the efforts that your organization is doing, especially this Do Your 17 campaign. And best of luck to you. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. Of course. Taste the Mediterranean through March 19th at Whole Foods Market. Save on animal welfare certified bone and beef short ribs, sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon, and more. Find sales on Parmigiano-Reggiano, charcuterie and ground lamb, Grab an olive bowl bread from the bakery. Plus, wines from the Mediterranean start at just $8.99. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Must be 21 plus. Please drink responsibly. Today on Newbies, we're discussing the infant reflexes, what purpose they serve, and when your baby may outgrow them. Our expert today is newborn care educator, DONA-certified birth and postpartum doula, Jen Graham. Thanks for joining us, Jen, and welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Jen, let's start with the reflexes baby has right at birth. What is the Moro reflex, and what are pediatricians looking for when they test for it? The Moro reflex is better known as the startle reflex. I think that's what most people would 
recognize it as. And the doctors are, are checking when you go to the newborn exam, they're going to hold the baby up a little bit and then kind of let the baby down. And they're checking to see whether or not the baby startles. And what that means is when the baby is kind of let down, the baby's arms will open wide up and then the baby's arms will close up tight again. Um, and then the baby will probably cry. And so they're checking to make sure that the baby has the reflex and that it's symmetrical on both sides of the baby's body. If it's asymmetrical or absent, um, it could suggest that there is brain damage or spinal cord injury. If it's asymmetrical, it could suggest that there was possibly a broken shoulder bone or an injury to a group of nerves that runs in the lower back and the upper shoulder area. So very important reflex that that be present. Very important. I didn't realize it. that was all the things that they were checking for. One of the most endearing reflexes is when baby grasps our finger. Can you explain what is important about that reflex? That's the Palmer grasp reflex. It appears as early as like 16 weeks in utero and is usually integrates during the second or third month of life. It's essential for fine motor skills and the ability to recognize an object by feel um, and sensory input. Failure of the Palmer reflex to appropriately integrate as the baby gets older has been witnessed among children with difficulty writing and expressing thoughts. So it should go away within the first few months of life. Um, And if it doesn't, then that can signal that there's an issue. And what is the importance of the auto walking reflex? And does this have any significance in regards to when baby will walk? Yeah. So the stepping reflex um, is one of the lesser known reflexes, but luckily we have that with our babies. It usually just appears after about two months and then babies don't gain that reflex back again until they're um, getting ready to learn to walk. The reason that happens is as babies grow heavier, their leg muscles have not built up enough strength to hold up their bodies. But research shows that if you actually put a baby in water after it's lost its reflex, it will still continue to kick and attempt to walk in water. And that reflex, if you if you exercise it and continue to try to exercise it, it can it can actually lead to the baby walking early. Graham, do you remember your baby receiving their newborn checkup and the pediatrician checking these reflexes? I do, and I actually had a wonderful pediatrician who walked me through pretty much just the same way that Jen just did, what she was looking for and why she was looking for it, and. Luckily, Andrew passed everything <laughs> and everything was good. But yeah, she really educated me on everything. I didn't know that if we had put him in water, he still would have done the walking reflex. That is really cool. Yeah. If they're buoyant, they will continue to kick their legs and move their legs um, as if they were trying to walk in water. Okay. We took uh, swimming classes with Andrew when he was very, very little. And he did, he was kicking pretty much immediately from, from the very beginning. Is that part of the walking reflex? Was he just doing it? Was he just doing the walking reflex and we thought it was kicking? That's the walking reflex. That is so cool. That was the same question I was going to ask Graham. So I'm really glad oh, you okay. kind of that. <laughs> Great minds think alike. <laughs> Okay, so Jen, can you explain the several reflexes which are related to baby's ability to eat and why these are so important for the parents to be aware of? Yeah, so um, the sucking, swallowing, rooting, and then tongue thrust reflexes are all related to eating. These reflexes are really important, obviously, because you need to be able to feed your baby. The rooting reflex helps the baby find the nipple. Um, If you gently stroke the baby's cheek or the corner of their mouth, they'll open their mouth and turn towards the stimulation. And then as you place your nipple in the baby's mouth, it'll touch the roof of their mouth, stimulating the sucking reflex. And when feeding, the sucking reflex draws milk from the breast or the bottle and 
As milk enters the mouth, the swallowing reflex initiates. The suck-swallow reflexes work together, allowing the infant to um, swallow milk while simultaneously sucking to draw more out. These are obviously the most important reflexes your baby has. But just because your baby needs to suck doesn't mean that the baby is always hungry. Babies suck to soothe um, themselves also. And then the tongue, th tongue thrust reflexes occurs when something touches the baby's lips or inside the baby's mouth, the baby will stick their tongue out. In the first four months of life, the tongue thrust reflex protects the infant against choking. And then when any unusual substance is placed on that tongue, it automatically just sticks it out or spits it out, basically. And then that reflex goes away between four and six months of age when that baby is getting ready to learn to eat solid foods. And Graham, were you aware of your baby's feeding reflexes? And when did you know your baby was ready to eat? I was aware of the reflexes and I had no idea when he was ready to eat with my first one, because I think when with your first baby, you really don't know for sure anything. Um, we just read a bunch of books and we were on a ton of websites and we talked to the pediatrician and we were really kind of torn between the whole baby led weaning or doing soft purees and stuff. And we just kind of didn't know what to do. And that led us to not do anything for quite a while. <laughs> so we didn't really start him on, on anything until he was seven months ish somewhere in there. And then started with avocado was the first thing. Some really, really mushed up avocado, which came straight back out. And I think that it was actually because of the tongue thrusting <laughs> uh, a little bit more than anything else. It was just avocado mixed with some breast milk. And the second time we tried it, it went right down and he loved it. I think that was the first food that we used for our kids too, was avocado with breast milk. Avocado is a really good first food. Yes. Yeah. With Rory, who's uh, five months now, we haven't started her yet. She, I felt like I wanted to wait until she could sit up a little bit better on her own. I don't know why, but that was my kind of gut instinct until she was more comfortable doing that. I, I don't want to mess with it. She's fine on the breast milk. She's cool. Well, that's great. Yeah, I think we did the the same thing. And um, I think when I were first, like you said, you you read the books, but you're still like, I don't know what to do with this thing. So I think like the early hunger cues are really subtle. And if you don't know what they are, you don't know to look for them, then usually the first indicator that parents are aware of is either the reading reflex because, you know, you hold your baby near the breast and they're immediately turning their head. Or some people just think that babies cry when they're hungry, which now we know that there's so much more information they give us way before they ever escalate to crying um, to let us know that they are ready to eat. So I think that rooting reflex is one of the more obvious ones and it's a really good one to be attuned to so that you can feed your baby sooner. When we come back, we will continue our discussion about the types of protective reflexes our babies have. We'll be right back. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome back to the show. We are talking with Jen Graham, newborn care educator and certified postpartum doula. Jen, what are some of the reflexes baby has which protect baby? 
The baby has a coughing reflex so that if something is in the airway, the baby will cough so that um, they, they won't choke. The, they have a sneezing reflex. So when the nasal passages are irritated, they will sneeze. They also will turn their head away from something if they are unable to breathe. So if your baby is nursing and, you're, and the baby is too squished or something, the baby will move its head away so that it can, it can continue to breathe. And then there's also a little reflex that if you were to like lay something like a light blanket on the baby's face, the baby will actually put their hands up by their face to try to move the blanket away so that it can continue to breathe well. These kids are so smart. <laughs> they are very smart babies. Those are really important reflexes to have. And uh, what reflexes does baby have when placed on his tummy and why is that important? When you place your baby on their tummy, they're going to pull their legs up under their body and kick them out in a crawling motion. In fact, when newborn babies are placed on their mother's stomach, they're able to crawl right after birth. When they're placed on their mother's stomach right after birth, they're um, able to crawl up to their mother's breast and start sucking. Uh, the crawling reflex unfortunately disappears after a few weeks, and then they will no longer be able to to do that crawling. That is the coolest thing. I would love to see that in person someday. Actually, Rory did that, and it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. <laughs> she just looked like a little froggy. Okay, so when baby gets a shot or a blood test, they pull their limb away. Is this also a protective reflex? Yeah, that's called the withdrawal reflex. It's a, their normal reaction to pain. It's actually one of the reflexes that we, we continue to keep throughout our lives. When we feel pain, our natural reaction is to withdraw from it. So they have that from birth. Yeah, I don't think anyone likes to get poked with stuff. Yeah, <laughs> probably not, no. No. And hiccups. Parents are frequently concerned their baby is uncomfortable by frequent hiccuping. Does this really bother baby or is it just bothering us? The hiccups don't really bother babies. In fact, the baby's probably been hiccuping since the second trimester of pregnancy. Hiccups most often happen after the baby's got a full belly and it's just a spasm of the diaphragm and there's really no, no need to worry about it or try to cure them. They just go away in time. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I, I would really like to just record that one little sentence that Jen said and send it to my mom because my daughter hiccups constantly and my mom is always like, oh, my poor baby. And I'm going, she's fine. She's not even, she's been doing it since she was inside me. I could feel them when I was pregnant with her. Right. So I'm really used to it. She's really used to it. The only one who is bothered by it is my mom. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, because, you know, when we have hiccups, we feel like we feel uncomfortable, but babies mm -hmm. just really, their little systems are just not completely developed yet. So they, they tend to get hiccups a lot um, and it doesn't really affect them at all. I mean, you, uh, babies will sleep with hiccups. Um, we certainly couldn't do that, but babies can. Can I give you my mom's phone number, Jen? Yes, I'll call your mom. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. She's also a postpartum doula for grandmas. <laughs> We serve the whole family, right? <laughs> I appreciate that. Okay. Mothers are wonderful sometimes. Yes. Yes. And what about when babies become more mobile? Are there any reflexes which do develop that are also protective? Yeah, there are a few. Uh, the parachute reflex, which occurs in slightly older infants, is when the child's being held upright and the baby's body is rotated quickly to face forward as if they were falling. The baby will extend their arms forward to break the fall. And even uh, this reflex actually even appears long before they start to walk, but it's very helpful when they begin walking um, because, as you know, toddlers tend to fall a lot, and so they catch themselves. There's also the, uh, and it's very hard for me to pronounce the name of this one, but it's the lib librinithine. 
writing reflex, which is if you hold the infant upright position and then um, tilt them in some direction, the baby will respond by moving their head in the opposite direction um, of the body and attempt to ma maintain that upright posture. So they're just basically trying to keep themselves balanced. And that, that's up to about 12 months. And then the pull-up reflux, if you uh, put your hands um, on the baby's hands and you put the baby into an upright sitting position and tip either backward or forward while you're holding their hands, they'll respond by flexing or extending their arms in an effort to maintain that upright posture because they're trying to pull themselves up basically. And Jen, you did mention when some of the um, reflexes go away, but for the most part, all the reflexes that we discussed, are those outgrown by the time baby's one year old? Or what's the average time frame for most of those reflexes to go away? Um, so yeah, babies do outgrow some of the reflexes. The startle reflex, they outgrow around four to five months old. The rooting reflex, about three to four months old. Um, and by that time, they don't really need to root anymore because they are very capable of finding a breast without having to root for it. That stepping reflex around three to four months old, the grasp reflex between six and 12 months. But all these reflexes, other than the ones that they develop as they grow older, are usually gone within that first year. And Graham, I think we develop faster reflexes when we have children. Do you recall a time when you were quick to react more than you had been before children? Every single day. There's not like a specific time. I am just, um, I'm super fast now. I feel like I, I should have a cape and maybe some like cool armbands or something because I really am Wonder Woman. Um, I now, especially really having a, having a baby and having a toddler at the same time, I am the fastest woman on the planet. I like to call them my mommy ninja skills because you just somehow become endowed with the ability to cross a room within a millisecond in order to catch a falling baby. You know, leap yes. tall buildings in a single bound, that kind of stuff. In fact, even with my youngest, because he has special needs, he's he's kind of unsteady on his feet at times. And so I still have to be really guarded when I walk behind him. Like Jim was saying, uh, with the fall reflex, how they put their arms out in front of them. He doesn't really do that skillfully and consistently, even though he's almost three, he still struggles with that as like a reflex as a motor skill. So I, I have to compensate that with my mommy ninja skills. So, <laughs> so you are that reflex for him. You are. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of children who are, um, who have a neurological problem or who have any kind of disability or were, were born prematurely don't necessarily have these reflexes. Um, and that's why our doctors test for them because it also helps them figure out what's going on with these babies. Yeah. And that's so important. Very important. I actually have a question for Jen. My firstborn did something, and I don't think it was a reflex. I think it was just, you know, how we were talking about earlier, how, you know, sometimes our bodies just need, you know, chance to kind of adapt and stuff. But it was so funny. Um, he would do this thing that I don't I don't know if it I can't remember now if it was when I would touch him or some. I know some of these were just sporadic, but like he'd, he'd be OK. He And I don't think it mattered if he was laying down or sitting up, but it would look like he was sleeping and then all of a sudden his arms would come out and like major jazz hands, you know, and his eyes would open. Yes. That's that Moro, Moro reflex. It's a, the startle one where they fling their arms open really. Uh, okay. And that, that goes away after a few months, but you know, that's why it's really good to swaddle newborn babies when they're trying to sleep because they do startle with like loud noises or a change in the temperature in the room or just because for no reason. Um, so if you wrap their arms when they're sleeping, then um, when they startle, they don't 
shoot out like like jazz hands. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I thought he was dancing. I mean, really, I mean, right? No, but baby jazz hands are pretty, <laughs> kind of pretty awesome. <laughs> baby jazz hands. And but and then I never had it with my other kids that I noticed it, that was not an issue. So is it possible that I mean it can happen with one kid and obviously not other kids, right? Well, some babies do startle more than others. Your other children probably still had this startle reflex that if they were um, feeling like they were falling or something scared them that they would they would shoot out their jazz hands. But some babies are <laughs> some babies do startle more than other babies. <laughs> you forever changed that reflex for me, Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> now now I'm calling it the jazz hand reflex. Yeah, I'm, right? yeah. I'm just I'm just thinking of a you know like I need a top hat and like some. <laughs> A cane, yeah. a cane to walk with. Channeling my Bob Fosse. <laughs> That's funny. So I'm, I'm going to rename that the Bob Fosse reflex. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much, Jen, and our wonderful parent, Graham. It's so nice to have you on the show every time. Um, thanks for joining us today in our discussion about your baby's reflexes. And for our Navy's Club members, our conversation will continue after the end of the show as Jen will explain what an APGAR score is and how these reflexes are evaluated as part of the score. And for more information about the Newbies Club, please visit our website at newmommymedia.com. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. So before we wrap up our show, we have a baby oop. So this is that segment that I was telling you guys about at the beginning of the show. And this one comes from Julie, and she posted this on Facebook, and um, I thought it was pretty funny. She says, I have a baby oops that was not so funny at the time. When my son was four months old, I was working, and my husband was watching my son. My husband brought my son to work. When they left, my husband started the car to get the air conditioning going. So it must have been like the summer or something like that. And then he put my son in his car seat and shut the door. Therefore, locking my son, keys and all, in the car with no way to get in. He, meaning the husband, comes running into my work and I ask where my son is. He stands at least 10 feet away from me. <laughs> and tells me he locked him in the car. I almost killed him. (laughs) Luckily, there was a AAA worker there, and he was able to break into the car. Needless to say, my husband has never done that again. (laughs) It's so easy to do. I mean, I freak out about this all the time. When I am putting my kids into the car, like, do you guys have cars that automatically lock after a certain point? I do, yeah. That freaks me out. Like, I'm always trying to be conscious of where my keys are. But, you know, when your kids get older, they like to hold your keys, take your keys, Mm -hmm. whatever. And sometimes, you know, I I have another baby in my hand or something like that. And I'm trying to, like, get everyone in the car. And my worst fear is that those automatic locks are going to happen and I'm not going to have a door open or something like that. And yeah, there are my kids. And now thank goodness. Now I at least have um, my five-year-old. He's about to turn six um, this summer. So he knows, he knows better now and he can probably unlock it and do whatever, but I, I still totally freaks me out. 
Yeah, my three-year-old loves locking the door. Like, he loves yeah. it. He thinks it's the most fun thing ever. I locked my newborn in the car once. I had to call the fire department. Oh, oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> this, was, this was 15 years ago, you know, and I did it at the preschool. I was dropping my son off, and I got my son out of the car, and I closed his door, and I went to go around to get the baby out of the car seat, and I had put my keys on the seat Mm-hmm. To get my son out of the car seat, and when I closed his door, it locked, and I, I yeah, so and it was in Texas in summer, and it was very hot, so I had to call the fire department to come and get my baby out of yeah. my car. Oh, <laughs> poor mom! Oh my gosh, I bet you were just freaking out. I would be oh, freaking yeah. out. Oh yeah, I was, I was a little upset. <laughs> oh my goodness! But I only well. did it once, only once. Yeah, that's the good news, right? Is once it happens once, you're really, really on guard with that stuff. So, yeah. but obviously, yeah. accidents happen. You know, they do. This, yeah. this good, good parents make mistakes too. You know. Yep. Yeah. I love that he stood ten feet away from her when he was telling her <laughs> what happened because that's a smart guy. Smart guy. <laughs> it was out of punching range. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, Julie, thanks so much for sending this in. And if anyone is listening, well, hopefully you're listening. But <laughs> let me back up. <laughs> if you are listening and you have a baby oops you would like us to read on the show, oh, you can tell it's early in the morning when we're recording this. Um, please, please, please uh, send us an email through the website again, and you can also send us a voicemail through our website. That is newmommymedia.com, and we'd be happy to share it on our show. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Newbies. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals, for expecting parents, parent savers for moms and dads with toddlers, and the boob group for moms who provide breast milk to their babies, and twin talks for parents and multiples. Thanks for listening to Newbies, your go-to source for new moms and new babies. This has been a New Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care, and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey, mamas, don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.